talented soccer players like you go unnoticed by scouts and coaches at the next level all the time. But you've worked way too hard to not stand out on the pitch. And that's where we come in. We help soccer players like you move, feel, and perform better in the moments that matter most. So, how do soccer players live out their dreams of playing at the highest levels? That's the question, and we have the answers. Welcome to the Soccer Doc Podcast. Hey guys, Dr. Aaron Stairs here from Premier Soccer Performance, and I wrote an ebook for you called the Premier Soccer Performance Program. So, if you're an athlete who's not serious about getting better and taking your game to the next level, this book is not for you. But if you're a youth athlete with dreams of playing in college, if you're a college player looking to make it into the professional ranks, or you're a parent wanting to give your kid a competitive advantage, this is the book and the program for you. We're going to go over all the habits necessary for you to take your game to the next level, and we're even going to throw in a week of free training with us online um, through our app, Premier Soccer Performance. So again, Download that, um, go to our website, www.premsoccerperformance.com, www.premsoccerperformance.com, and download your free copy of the Premier Soccer Performance Program today. All right, guys, welcome back to the Soccer Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Stairs, and today I have a very special guest. I have professional soccer player Marlene Kempa, who plays for Club America. Um, Marlene, if you can introduce yourself and uh, talk a little bit about uh, where you're at right now. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm Marlene. I'm Marlene Kempa, and I play forward for Club America in the Liga MX in Mexico, and I play in Mexico City. Well, I train and live in Mexico City, um, but currently, due to the coronavirus, I am in Houston, Texas. Yeah. I'm sure it's kind of like a, a big transition going home like it is for everybody, right? Just being stuck at home and having to do your daily routine like online. We were kind of just talking before we started recording about how this is kind of not ideal, right? With Zoom calls and things like that. Um, right. <laughs> yes. I feel the hardest, I feel like the hardest part as an athlete and someone who's always been so busy is not being as busy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had this much time to myself. For sure. So what's, what's the typical day look like for you now with like team meetings and things like that? Um, yeah, so what I try to do mostly, um, I, I learned within the first few, few days and weeks of quarantine, I was like, I need to do, keep myself in a routine because whenever I didn't keep a routine, I, I started uh, slacking a bit, you know, I was I got a little bit sad too. And I was like, what am I doing with myself, you know, but yeah. I feel Normally, I, I set a routine the night before and I go in the morning, I wake up around nine, I wake up at eight, but I go train at nine or 10. Mm -hmm. And I do soccer, soccer training, a little bit of technical work, shooting and then run some sprints. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come, come back home, eat some, eat some snacks or go and go shower. And then I'll do my team workout. Mm -hmm that they send us it's actually a pretty light workout um and i always add on more things but we do our team workout and then i'll shower take a nap and then i'll go do a run at at night mm -hmm. uh, a longer run maybe like a mile two mile run and then do a strengthening ankle strength strengthening because i tore 
some ligaments in my ankle just a couple like a month ago I think oh my gosh and so yeah so I've I've been doing ankle exercises and I think whenever I was in Athenians you see you saw my ankles and yeah um they weren't very good so I I'm working on ankle stability and um ankle exercises so that's usually what my days look like yeah um besides watching videos and zoom calls with my team yeah for sure now how does that differ to like a day in the life when you're you're in Mexico City and you know training full time. What what is that? How does that differ from what's your kind of your current schedule? Well, it's a, it's a lot better. Usually, we train in the mornings whenever I um, whenever I'm in Mexico City. We train mornings around nine nine thirty, mm-hmm. and we have maybe like three hour sessions. Then um, we go and shower in our locker room, and then we have lunch lunch at at the our training facility we also have breakfast there so i get there at eight have breakfast change yeah. for training i leave around two o'clock from the training facility then if i'm tired i'll go to sleep or if i have things to do i'll go run errands and then that's it it's pretty much it yeah. because our our pt our strength coach is is pretty strict on workload mm-hmm. workloads so they're really strict on that and um, we can do extra stuff outside of the facility and kind of not um, let them know that we do it (laughs) but uh, it's it's hard because for me it's my first time living in Mexico City so I don't really know what what park I can go to or you know I'm not really familiar with the parks or with um, the places or with the strength coaches you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I, I don't have facilities and gyms and like where for my hometown San Antonio or well it's not really my hometown but I grew up there and yeah. from Houston since I've lived here so here I, I can go with my friend who's a trainer hey can I go work out at your facility and I can go work out there or I know the fields that are open that have goals with nets on them you know because mm-hmm. I've coached in a lot of places so with Mexico City it's kind of hard to do that um well um because I don't know the place so well yet yeah yeah that makes sense but that, that's just how it differs it's it's just there I have I guess I don't work out as much I just recently started doing a lot more training now that I've that I've been <laughs> been by myself because if I don't do training or do keep myself busy like this all day no. I, I'm I've never been this much time to myself so for me <laughs> it's kind of like I get like a little bit depressed I think like if I don't do or keep myself active yeah yeah, you got to try and kill some time also, you know, just sit around your place all day. Yeah, yeah, I, or I'll sleep, and then my room's really dark, so I'm just like, oh, no, this is not very good. There's only so much Netflix you can watch, too. I think I've watched everything on Netflix. Like, I've, I've <laughs> gone through series. Like, there was days that I just didn't do anything. I watched straight Netflix. What are you watching right now? Um, Right now, I was finishing Tiger King, that new, uh-huh. I, I was really not going to watch it, and everyone was posting it, uh, posting about it, and I ran out of things to watch, so I was just like, <laughs> let me see this, it's actually, it's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, it really is, I was the same way, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that, but then like, you get two episodes in, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? This is interesting, <laughs> show me more, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So, so going into like, how, how did the opportunity to play with Club America come about so um i you've met me before i'm pretty i'm pretty social i ask lots of questions i'm always um looking to learn or 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 hear about uh different things and 
I already knew the league in Mexico was open, but at first they didn't accept Mexican Americans. So mm-hmm. like if you were born in the US and you were a citizen in Mexico, you still couldn't play in the Mexican league. So like, I believe a year, two years or a year and a half ago, they opened up that, that possibility of letting Mexican Americans join. Mm-hmm. And um, so whenever that happened, I was already playing in Iceland. And um, one of my friends is like, you really, a lot of people were always like, why don't you go play in the league? Why don't you go play in the league? And I was like, I just never try whenever tryouts come, I'm already signed to go play in Europe. And so finally, I was kind of like, I was like, I would like to play closer to home. You know, I'm tired of kind of missing birthdays and not being too that close to home. So yeah. people can come watch me and and see me. And so I, and then I wanted to be in a more professional league, like um, where where it's taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I really like how the Mexican league, the Liga at Peace works. Yeah. And so. um from there, my friend played in this team, Pachuca, and she invited me to go to a trial there. So mm-hmm. I went to go do a trial. Also, whenever I played in Athenians, they played against, we played against Tigres and Pachuca. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of coaches remembered me, and then I also had a trial with Tigres, and I trained there. Mm-hmm. And then with America, one of the, I play Sunday leagues in like rocky fields and just pick up soccer, you know? Yeah. And one of the coaches there happened to know the head coach, um, Leo from America, Club America. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, go do the trial. I've told him so much about it. go do it. And I was like, whatever, you don't know him. You know, I was just like skeptical about it. And then I was like, really, what do you know? Let me see. And then he showed me and then I was like, okay, fine. So I was like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Of course I'll go whenever there's opportunity present. I like, and Mexico's not that far. I'm going to be there in the city. So I'll just go. Yeah. So, I, I went I went to a trial. I did a trial with them, and this is when all the team had came back, and they really they really liked me. And from there, they were like, "Okay, we want you on the team. This is what we're offering you." Mm-hmm. And honestly, I liked the facility. I liked the, the way the team was set up, and um, I liked how professional it was. We have four coaches out with us. We have the head coach the the assistant coach we have the goalkeeper coach and we have our strength coach and then we have our person our equipment manager who like helps us set up set up the cone set up the drills he's there as well watching us so it's like we have a bunch of people and then our we have a lawyer who takes care of our paperwork and then we train like two fields away from the first team men's first team so and in order to get into our facility we have to go through security Mm, okay so it's like just going into the environment was professional already right and then the way everything is situated is handled really professionally so I I, that was one of the biggest things that I really liked Mm -hmm. um and that's basically how I got there the coach really liked me and um I'm now I'm playing and I'm a starter and it's pretty cool yeah yeah for sure yeah, that was going to be my next question was, like, are you all at the same facility as the men's, men's side? Are you sharing facilities at all or anything like that? So we don't really – so we don't share any – the men's first team has everything separate to themselves. Like, they have their own – they have their own gym. They have their own uh, – where they – physical therapy, where, like, their, their PTs are and their doctors are. Doctor yep. has an office right above their um, 
training facility and their PT room, like where you go to the training room, they have a jacuzzi, they have like literally a pool, a cold pool, they have a sauna, they have chirotherapy, they have everything. Like when I got hurt with my ankle, that's when I was allowed to go into their facilities because they have more advanced equipment. Yeah. So that's when I, when we get sent there. And then that's when you can see some of the players as well. And also the cafeteria, we share it. But whenever they're in there, no one else is allowed to go in there and they have specific times. They try to keep um, the women's team and the men's team kind of separate. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, as far as everyone else, they also have like U17, like sub-17, like, you know, developmental teams Mm -hmm. there and they get to share more. We share more facilities with them than we share with the first team. But the first team trains like two fields away. We're here, then there's a middle field and then there's the big field. Got it. So that's, they train there that's cool yeah it it is really cool and then when we have our team pictures like um where we all go do our team pictures mm-hmm. we get to all see each other yeah 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 it, it's pretty cool you know it seems to be a kind of a trend kind of almost worldwide now like almost every major men's league is now kind of opening up more to the to the women's side of, of things in, in the professional ranks so you know maybe two or three years ago, you may have only been able to play on a high level in professional ranks, maybe in the U S maybe a couple of other countries, but now it seems like there's a lot more opening up. Yeah. I, and I, and I, and I think that's something that's really great because there, I think they're starting to see the impact of women's soccer and that it can actually bring uh, crowds as well as the men's side of soccer. So um, I feel like that's, that's really, really, I think that's such a great thing that's happening right now. Yeah. And it's, it gives a lot of opportunity for the younger girls and the, the, and the girls that are just going into this. Because when I, when I was just, when I was in college is when they first opened up the NWSL. Yeah. And then they opened up the Mexican, uh, the Liga MX, the, the league in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, that's whenever it was closer to home in the United States, you know, Spain and and Sweden and Iceland always have their like developmental programs you know they mm-hmm. always have soccer so that's why whenever you go play in like Sweden it's kind of like a normal or in Europe it's like a normal thing for them to be playing professional yeah and they're like what is this professional and I just like yeah you're <laughs> playing professional you know and for them it's normal and, and in some in some divisions it's not taken as serious because right. for the girls there it's like okay I come from school and then I go to practice or sometimes I have to go do things you know Right, right. So that's also a difference that that a lot of a lot of Americans or and and girls here in the U.S. don't don't know and don't expect whenever they go over there. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and how is the the level of play or the you know differ between the professional ranks, the college ranks, and then kind of the different leagues that you've played in? You know how how does the How's the level of play technically, and then also on like a physical standpoint, how do they differ? So um, definitely, it differs in each country because when I went to Sweden, it was uh, it was a different. It was more. How can I explain it? Not like in Iceland, it was really physical. Like the girls there are super like strong. They're super physical. Like refs do not mark fouls like they they just mark if you talk back so there like our Spanish girls would get carded and carded and carded because in Spain 
they can talk as much as they want to the ref, but the ref marks a bunch of fouls. <laughs> so because they're used to always like the talking. Yeah. And and Iceland, the girls really don't talk. It's just like boom, boom, like really physical. <laughs> and um, I think in the U.S., like in the U.S., where we train a lot of their like physical work into into the weight room, really big, lots of running, you know. And in Mexico, like in in my U.S. in my U.S. Um, weight room, I would lift two forty fives on each side and squat it. You know, yeah. in my Mexican weight room in Mexico, I do twenty fives on each side only, one twenty five, and we have that, and we only have gym like twice a day, or twice twice a week, or once a week, depends on how yeah. our week is. And it's like it's like going from something really extreme to going to something like a little lighter and they're they're more technically focused if you go you like look at some of the girls and you're like oh she's not gonna do anything and then you see her and her skills and her technical ability I'm like what the heck you know it's really <laughs> surprising and it's just it's just that's a difference in from Mexico Liga MX to like the U.S. leagues and um, each league is also different from college up to um, the professional leagues like in college it's a little more scrappy i would say like you know like um uh it's technical and it's physical but it's a little more like scrappy the girls will talk back or get into or react reactions lots of cards you know and in, in the professional level you have to kind of your your character is being built a lot more in, in the professional level because you're, you're in a professional level now and you're not, you cannot be reacting like this. People are watching you, you know, and it's a different environment. Like, I don't know if you, from me going from me being in high school all the way up to me being now is a whole different person. I would get carded like almost every game for reacting. Someone would hit me and I would just lift my arm up and smack, yeah. smack their hand out and yellow card. So it's like now I just learn how to control my reactions and how to control how I say things. And it's just, I think that's also a big difference. For sure. You're kind of held to a higher standard in the professional leagues, huh? Yeah. And then there's replay YouTube. People can <laughs> see you now. <laughs> yeah. Has that been any different since you started playing for Club America? Like the, you know, the, the exposure to things like, you know, you know, TV broadcasts and you know playback on YouTube and things like that. Um, yes. Um, for me, I haven't really got any any like backlash for anything that I've done. But my parents know me, so they always look into the stuff. And then there was like the first game I played, they were like, "You shouldn't do this." I saw that you did this, and <laughs> that's really bad. People can watch it, and I was just like. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I just reacted. And then, uh, like, that first game, too, I scored a goal, and one of my teammates didn't see me lift my hand, and she didn't give me a high five. And everyone was like, why didn't she give her a high five? And replying a bunch of comments to, to her <laughs> not giving me a high five. And I was like, uh-oh, this is like, uh-oh, you're getting in trouble. I was like, she was preparing for the coronavirus, not touching. <laughs> no high fives. <laughs> no that but yeah, there's, uh, it's definitely a, a really hard thing because there's things that people can, can look at in a bad way. And there's like, people can really see you in a negative light if, if you are retaliating and reacting in a very negative way, you know? So you have to yeah. be really smart in, in controlling your emotions. And now there's a lot of people watching you and, 
and every game is filmed. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember uh, one of the games too, uh, my boyfriend was upset with me. He was like, what are you doing? I saw that you were telling this girl something. And I was like, okay, yes, I was telling her something, but it wasn't, it wasn't mean. He goes, there's no volume. So it looks like you're literally fighting with her. And I was just like, I told her, if you, if you do it, you need to handle it. You dish it out, you need to handle it. And then, cause one of my teammates had pushed her back and then she was yelling at her and yelling at the ref. And I was like, you dish it out, you need to handle it. And I said it like this and I pointed at her and then I walked away. My boyfriend's like, what were you saying? It looked like you were fighting. And I was like, no, I was just telling her, you need to, you need to, uh, you need to take care of it. If yeah. it happens, if you do it, you need to handle it. <laughs> was it, your, was it your first game with Club America where you got that black eye? Oh uh, yeah, it was my first game. I got kicked. Yeah, I, I thought the goalie punched me, but I definitely got kicked. What happened with it? Like specifically, what was the play? Um, so they had crossed the ball in. It bounced, and it was on my head. So I was trying to go in to head it into the goal, yeah. and I reacted late. So I thought the goalie had punched, like punched me, and that's how I got the eye. But it turns out that in the picture, the defender was trying to clear the ball as well. And so she was leaning backwards and she like lifted her foot and it hit right in my eye. And um, then I turn around and I look for the ball and I'm like, I knew my eye was like, I knew my eye was going to be a big, uh, a black eye. And then yeah. they were like, can you play? Can you see? And I was like, I'm actually quite fine. I don't know if it was the adrenaline. It didn't yeah. really hurt. And it wasn't really... It wasn't as bad as it looked. Like everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, your eyes gonna be shut," and it that never happened. It healed like in a week. It was like uh -oh, pretty good. Okay. I still have, I, I don't remember what I was, but I, you can kind of still see the bump. I think it was this one. I don't know. You can still kind of see the bump on my cheekbone a little bit, just a little bump. Yeah. But I need to massage it out because I think it's like a little ball. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was my first game. Got a black eye. Welcome to the league. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so y'all got, what, like maybe a halfway through the season before everything stopped? Uh, actually, yeah, we were, we were literally halfway through the season. And we were going to play, I think, our 10th game or 9th game. And um, everything stopped. It got canceled. And I was happy because this is the one team that I was like, I really want to play that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we got halfway stopped. Right now, the league doesn't want to cancel it. Um, the league doesn't want to cancel um, so they're going to try their best to like plan out a way whenever we come back to um, play like maybe a tournament or, you know, knockout rounds. I don't know. They're, they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're really trying not to close it down. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to figure out something to do, yeah. but we have, but we have no idea yet. Yeah. Completely random ends of the season. Could just be like a quarterfinal, semifinals, final kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to say like in the men's league, they're just gonna pick a champion. And I was like, what the heck? You can't do that. Yeah. I think in France they did that, or I don't know where. Yeah, I saw that they they recently said that PSG were just gonna be champions for for France. I would be so upset. <laughs> you never know. There's always upsets. Yeah, I guess it just depends on like where you're at too. Like if you like finish at the point and you're like. 15 points ahead of the second place then okay you're probably not gonna catch them but <laughs> yeah I mean I like PSG I like PSG and you know I would want them to win but it's like that's <laughs> I don't know I just that's not yeah yeah it, it's it's kind of crazy but uh 
you know, the, the big thing that we've been seeing kind of locally also, you know, with all the club teams and things like that, is obviously they haven't been able to train, they haven't been able to practice or play any of their right. tournaments. And it was funny, I was having a conversation with uh, one of my, you know, one of my PT clients who is one of the soccer players here in town. And she was basically saying, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm following along with my workouts every day, but, you know, I would say over 80% of the time, I just don't want to do them. Like, do you ever kind of experience that at all in terms of like just being home alone? Um, I think, I think for them and for me, it's a little different because I know that my league, it's kind of going to start, you know, yeah. and they, they, they're like, their league's going to be canceled or they're, you know, they're kind of like, uh, what, what are we preparing for? There's nothing to look, yeah. really look forward to, you know? Yeah. And I think, there is times, even though I know the league's going to start, that I just don't feel like doing it. Like, sometimes just like, oh, my gosh, I do not feel like doing it. And oh. it's totally normal. Like, even there's days that I was training and there was just like, oh, please rain or something cancel, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there is days that that happened. And um, you you feel like that even during season or during things. And it's totally normal and it's totally fine. But at the end of the day, I think um, – when we remember it, we're like, okay, why, what are we doing? Why are we here? And I'm doing something I really love to do. Mm-hmm. It's not being lazy, you know, yeah. or also be grateful that you can, you can go run. At least you can run. Your legs are fine. You know, mm-hmm. some people don't have legs. Some people can't run. Some people, you know, some yeah. people don't get the opportunities we get. So I think it comes a lot with snapping out of it and, it's okay if you do think that way because I mean everyone thinks like that and sometimes you just need a break like yesterday I think I uh, I went and did technical stuff and I ran and I was dead and I was like you know what today I'm having a day off on my weights and I told my my strength coach I go look I had a heavy load today at at our my my soccer workout that I did so I'm gonna take a rest off weights Mm-hmm. and he was like yeah that's fine I'm like tomorrow I'm gonna do it and then I like pushed back my schedule to do yeah. it and you know so it's just making sure that if you, okay you take a break then tomorrow I'm gonna do my two workouts or you know mm-hmm. like even it out but rest is always important and also taking care of your mental state is really important as well and then do not feel bad for fe- feeling like you don't want to work out. Yeah, don't feel bad for watching Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad for watching a whole day of Netflix, but make sure the next day you're productive. Um, but it happens a lot. It's fine. I feel like if you set up a schedule and kind of plan something afterwards to do after you have a workout, I feel yep. like that's it gives you a little bit more, more motivation to do things. And I, I think that's the best way that I figured out to keep myself busy and actually um, – I hold myself accountable for doing things is making a schedule like the day before. Okay. A mental schedule, a schedule on your phone, just being like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, do soccer. Then after soccer, I'm going to eat something, maybe take a nap, you know, like plan something yeah. after my workout, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to order a raspa or something or reward myself, you know, like yeah. do, do something that gives you a little bit motivation after your workout. Like, okay. Or we can bake this thing that I really wanted to do. Yeah. Or, you know, give yourself a little bit of, of incentive. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I feel like my Spanish and my English get mixed up and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm thinking <laughs> in anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really good advice. Right. I mean, I think one of the big things that we see is, you know, people are far more successful when they kind of hold themselves accountable, almost kind of create like a, almost like a virtual assistant, right? If you create your own schedule, yeah. line, you're like, okay, I, I have to do these things. They're on my list. My list is telling me to do this. I just got to do them. 
and you feel more accomplished because you you actually see a list and you're like okay i did it you know yes for sure is that something is you know that's obviously something that we would recommend for like a lot of youth athletes doing is there is there anything you know when you look back on like when you're younger playing in like high school and club and things like that are there things that you're doing today that you're like man i should have been doing this years ago um yes definitely um i as far as it's taking care of your body i suggest having like a lacrosse ball to roll out your feet mm-hmm. or like a foam roller whenever you feel like really tight i feel like that's a really big advantage for your body and and releasing a lot of the a lot of tension in your body and making sure that your body stays able to be um keep doing the strong strong workload that you do also I think a lot of one of the biggest things that I feel like I wish I did before is my mentality changing my mentality because I feel like um a lot of the times as a kid you don't understand the opportunities you're getting or what you're doing and like I would always I think I was more think of think of things more negatively like now I'm very nonchalant like I'm just like okay whatever how can I fix it like if something bad happens mm-hmm. and and then I'm like okay I tore some ligaments in my ankle and I was like oh my goodness I was just doing so good now I have to be out I don't know how long but at least it's not worse at least I didn't break my ankle at least I didn't you know now I can really work on strengthening my ankle which has always been really terrible and I can strengthen both of my ankles on this off time. Like, so you have to always look at the things you can control and the positive things because a lot of things happen to us that we can't control. When they score on us and we have, sometimes we don't have control over it. Sometimes we do. Sometimes it's our fault. Okay, how can I fix it? How can I redeem myself? Okay, mm-hmm. it happened. Can I change it? No, fix it. So I feel like a lot of times mentality, personality helps a lot with the places you go and how you handle things. So. I really am big on not necessarily positive thinking and always being positive, but being productive on your your thinking. Um, not not holding on to the negative things that happen, but figure out if something bad happens. Okay, like what can I control in this situation? What can I do? How can I fix it? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself these questions. Ask things that you can do. Not why did this happen to me? No. What can you do now? What can what can I do? What can I do to fix it? I feel like in a game, it applies to if something, if you keep messing up bad passes, okay, okay, I keep doing bad passes. What do I need to do? Hold the ball, pass it. Play simple, pass it. Okay, control it, control it, control it, control it. Okay, good touch. Now pass it. Good. Now you know because there's games that, that you're not gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I've I there was this one game. I, my touches were everywhere. Every time I touched the ball, my first touch was to someone. I couldn't turn. I couldn't. And it was frustrating. So I always think in my mind, okay, first hold it, first hold it, hold it. Then I figure out the next step because that's what I'm messing up in. So figure out what you need to fix, fix it. And then you can do the next step. So that's what I recommend. Your mentality, making sure that you have a good mentality. Yeah. It's it's, it's another great piece of advice. You you can only control what's in your, in your power to do so. Right. And, you know, I think we see that a lot of kids like they, you know, things are outside of their control. Like even with this, like even like the, the most obvious examples, coronavirus, right? No one can control the virus going on. You can't control anything, right. else, but you can control things that you're doing at home right now, right? That's one thing that you can do. Right. You know, unfortunately, that's all you can focus on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel a lot of people get so caught up in like, oh my gosh, now I have to start all over or 
man, because of this, now I can't do that. Now I can't do, and, they, and it just goes on and on and on and on more negative, more and more and more. And you're just like, okay, you're really not making yourself feel better. You're not doing anything to fix it. And I don't, I, there's just really, you're not really being productive with anything. It's a problem or you messed up or whatever, and you're dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Let's fix it. How do we fix it? For sure. For sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, really great piece of advice, especially for athletes who are wanting to kind of get to the next level, whether that's kind of a better club team, a, you know, going into the next level in college or into the pro ranks, you know, there's a lot of good things, a lot of good advice for people to follow along with there. Um, how, if people want to follow along with your journey and they want to kind of follow you on, on social, how can they do that? Um, I have an Instagram and usually I post a lot of things on Instagram and what I think and <laughs> recipes, what I'm eating or, yeah. or me goofing off. And I think I'm going to start maybe a vlog soon of, of my like daily life. And the, I have a really funny friend. I feel like she's going to, she's really going to hit off on my blog. <laughs> so I just, uh, usually that's how I do that. But also I'm on, on, I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media. And I always tell people, if you have a question, ask me, feel free to ask me. Um, and I, I think you remember Stu, she worked with Athenians. Um, yeah. She's always asking me questions for some of her kids. Hey, my kid really wants to do this with soccer. How did you get here? And I always answer her and she tells her kids or like, Hey, can you talk to this kid for me? And I think yesterday, Dan- Danielle, um, from uh, Danielle Gorowski, Gros- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she asked me to speak with um, her group of girls and uh, they, they asked me questions about how I got where I was and I'm always open to doing that because I, I was doing my journey, I didn't have, I kind of did everything blindly, I, I, I asked questions, I figured it out by myself, like um, I, I'm, I always say ask questions, don't be afraid to ask people, don't be afraid to learn things. Don't be afraid to get, to have someone tell you no. If nothing's going to happen and they tell you no. You're just, it, you weren't going to do it anyways. If you were going to do it, like, you know, you, if you don't ask and you don't know, then I mean, yeah. best thing that can happen is someone says yes and you get to do something that you wanted to do. Right. Or someone says no and it's still the same. Life's still the same. They just said no. Okay, it's fine. Let me ask someone else, you know? Sure. And that's always what I'm big on. Um, but yeah, you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can follow my team's page. They post a lot about our stuff. Um, but yeah, mostly Instagram. I think I use the most. Cool. Sounds good. Well, uh, thanks again for all your time today and kind of answering our questions and providing some very valuable advice to everybody. Um, Hopefully the season kicks back off soon enough when everything's safe to do it and uh, good luck with the rest of the season when it happens. Yeah, I think we might have to play a game every day. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for having me. For sure. No problem at all. Dr. Aaron Stairs here, a soccer doc from Premier Soccer Performance. And guys, I wrote a book for you called The Premier Soccer Performance Roadmap, and I want you to get access to that for free. So you need to go to our website, premsoccerperformance.com. That's P-R-E-M, soccerperformance.com, to claim your free copy. Now, if you're an athlete who is just wanting a general program and you're not really serious about getting better or going to the next level, then this is not the book for you. This is a book for serious youth athletes who want to play either in college or optimize their skill set to take them to the next level. 
even if you're a parent wanting to give your kid a competitive advantage, then this is also the roadmap for you. Okay, so I want you to go to our website and claim your copy for free while supplies last. And our, our website for that is premsoccerperformance.com. That's P-R-E-M soccerperformance.com. Enjoy today's episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Soccer Doc Podcast. If you are a competitive soccer player wanting to take your game to the next level, we have the program for you. Go to our website right now to download the Premier Soccer Performance Roadmap. It's our guide to improving the vital habits for you to stand out on and off the field and take your game to the next level. Again, that's www.premsoccerperformance.com, P-R-E-M soccerperformance.com. Thanks again for listening and catch you next time on the Soccer Doc Podcast.